Sleepy Hollow is a place like no other. A place where the forces of good and evil collide for the fate of the world. Prophecies foretold witnesses destined to protect us all. But will they prevail? Armed with keen insight and the ability to see into dark realms, well, maybe, Karen and Jamie help decipher the witness prophecies. So I'm Jamie. And I'm Karen. And we are ready to discuss Sleepy Hollow Season 2, Episode to the kindred. Oh, I can't wait to delve our fingers into this one. Ooh, I don't know if I'd put it that way, but <laughs> I guess we can. Um, I'm going to start off with ratings, if that's cool with you. I'm fine with that. All right. Um, there were no gainers this week, which uh, doesn't sound great, but that's, you know, only in the 9 p.m. hour. In the 10 p.m. hour, there was some better news, but I'm not going to talk about that. Um, Hitfix says, uh, Gotham, Sleepy Hollow, and the Blacklist, and even the all-powerful Big Bang Theory fell. Mmm. Craziness. 9 p.m., The Voice took over for first for NBC with 13.47 million viewers and a 4.2 rating among adults 18 to 49 in the 9 p.m. hour. CBS's Scorpion was second with 13.23 million viewers and a 3.0 key demo rating. ABC's football inflated Dancing with the Stars averaged 13.04 million viewers and a 2.1 key demo rating. And third, ahead of the 5.1 million viewers and 1.7 key demo rating for Fox's Sleepy Hollow. On the CW, the iHeartRadio thingy, and that is not my word, that is Hitfix's word, <laughs> Dipped to 867,000 viewers and a 0.3 key demo rating. So not exactly stellar for the iHeartRadio thingy, as it were. What exactly is the iHeartRadio thingy? I don't know. It was some sort of show that iHeartRadio put on the CW. Oh, okay. It, It didn't even register with me that it was on. I didn't even know it existed. Right. I I think it was a special so this week's episode was called The Kindred, and it was written by Mark Goffman and Albert Kim and directed by Paul Edwards. So what are you going to give this for your episode rating? I give it seven chained inkwells. <laughs> and I'm hearing that little chain now as, <laughs> as Ichabod is rattling it in front of the bank employee. Yes. He, he was unhappy with that little Weasley guy. Oh gosh, but the guy was Weasley, so he I mean, was. I would be un- I'd be unhappy with him too. Definite mole, he was Weasley, um, and I'm going to give it seven and a half reanimated corpses, and I would give it about a seven for the content, but I think there was a lot of setup in it for you know down the road, and that's why I'm ratcheting it up a half a point. Okay, and I, I didn't even think about the setup to begin with, so. If I had to revise, I might give it like a point one. Mm. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So, do you just want to dive right in? Do you sure. want to stick our fingers right inside this episode sure. and get them all messy? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> okay. Again, gross. I know. We're talking yeah. about reanimated corpses. I don't want to talk about, you know, ugh. <laughs> Peter, okay. Peter Pumpkin Eater. Let's not. <laughs> well it starts out with our 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 good old pal ichabod um having a dream oh that dream was very sad yes katrina's being uh kind of strung up in a ceremony that's going to bind her and abraham together with their blood Mm -hmm. and uh henry's there looking up god of war like Mm -hmm. or not god of war horseman of war like right um and we we were I'm like that whole scene I was like oh my gosh oh no Katrina she's gonna be made evil like I predicted she was going to be <laughs> you weren't saying oh no you were going yes you were <laughs> fist pumping weren't you I was excited to say yes I'm right but then I was like no she can't be evil this quickly oh, um, okay but uh, I still think it was foreshadowing but it ended up being a dream Ichabod wakes up in the archives and. Uh, you know, Abby's like, you fell asleep again because you aren't getting any rest. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
and he he describes a dream. I think he goes back to is it Benjamin Franklin's book or is it just a book that's a there? Book, the a book, a codex. Yes, and, and it's he, a book because Abby knows about it. Yes, and he reads about the ceremony that he dreamed about, mm-hmm. and it and makes it had him, exactly the same diagram in it. Yes, strung up by two, like I guess what p- pillars of wood or, mm-hmm. or poles of wood, over some sort of ceremonial ground. Yep. It's very, very uh, witch and warlock like. Mm-hmm. Um, very sinister. It, yeah, it's at this point he's like, we we have to save Abby. We're well, not Abby, Katrina. Right. We have to save Katrina. We have to. Right. Um, I was kind of a little worried that they opened up with a dream again. Okay. But uh, I understand why it was it was set up for the rest of the episode, but um. Tricking us two weeks in a row, I don't know if they can pull it off again for a third week. I don't think they are going to. Yeah. At least I hope not. Now, you say you think that was foreshadowing? Uh, yes, I do think it was foreshadowing. Okay. I know it was foreshadowing, and not for the reason you think it was foreshadowing. Okay. Um, because later in the episode, what happens to Irving? He signs a document in blood. Yep. And what do they do in that dream? They combine. They take Katrina's blood. They take Katrina's blood, yeah. And they combine it with Abraham's. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean the pen that Washington used to sign the document also had Abraham's blood with it? I don't know. But it definitely was a mirror of that scene. Yeah, it it was. You and the mirrors. Yep, it's symbolism. I'm, yes. I'm into the symbolism. So, since we mentioned it, I mean, we can always come back later and talk about it. But sure. since we mentioned it, I don't mind it, jumping around. Do you do you think this means Washington? Washington, that's my ball. Irving, yeah, Irving. Uh, do you think um, he signed his soul over? See, that's my thought, but it's a demon. It's not the devil. So. Either they're going to use that blood to tie him to something, or he signed away something. It's one or the other, and I'm not sure which. Um, I don't think it's his soul so much, but it's definitely making him vulnerable. Yeah. I was wondering if it had something to do with his daughter. Could be. Since last... I think they might be ditching that part of the storyline. I mean, they've already done that. Right. Um, I wonder if they're not setting him up to be a horseman. Hmm. I don't want to see Irving become a horseman. No, but, you know, the, the blood thing is, you know, that's the horseman and the blood thing is kind of hand in hand. What yeah. what does what does the horseman share with with other horsemen? Blood. Blood. Blood, yeah. You're so, right. Oh man. I don't want Ir- I want I want Katrina to be bad. I don't want But Irving again, that's to be blood bad. too. So That is blood. Ooh, what if Irving and Katrina both become horsemen? Hmm. What if they're the other two horsemen? Hmm. Hmm. We'll find so, out. We will find out. So Ichabod does find Katrina this episode. Yep. They sneak around in the night and they what is it? They use a map and uh Ichabod uses his knowledge of uh Abraham's, Abraham's life and his properties because yep. he was a t- well to do man and that's what the only reason he was really marrying Katrina was because of her family's fortune. Right. And they and find it, one It was a nice callback to last season. Yes, it was. When they showed that scene where he gave her the necklace that Ichabod actually picked out. Yes. That her. is now the necklace that allows her to see Abraham for who he used to be, not for what he is. Right. Which is creepy. And yes. We've seen now that she can't remove it. Nope. It is stuck on her. She's stuck in his illusion. Ugh. Creepy. 
So you think he did that to her so, to so maybe she'll just eventually accept it? Oh, yes. I'm quite know. sure that's it. Um, he's he's trying to... I, I'm guessing he's just trying to bend her to his will and he figures if he can keep her there long enough, she'll go along with it. And that, you know, kind of that Stockholm Syndrome thing is happening or he's hoping it will happen at least. Well, see, I think that goes along with my theory from last week. I think when I heard her tell Ichabod when they when they came and they found her, and she was like, "Leave me here. I've been hearing their plans. I can be a mole." I said, "What? What did I say she was going to do? She was going to go along and mm-hmm. pretend to be evil yeah. to get information, but in the process, she's really going to become evil." So you did. You did say that. I called it. Now the only part of that prophecy of mine that needs to come true is, is that her... she actually turns. Yes. <laughs> now, here's one thing: is they they made her a mole, but they also gave a really nice scene between her and Ichabod. A yes. really nice scene. Yeah, yeah, almost an Abby-esque scene. Well, okay, you say that. I say a very <laughs> Katrina Ichabod scene. And I, I'm not playing favorites, really, but it's a husband and wife scene. Uh, I got you there, but... It's a very uh, lovey scene. It is. And, and Abby looks on, and she doesn't look jealous. No. She actually looks like, are you really leaving her? Yeah, she looks confused, like, right. why is she staying beh- right. behind? Right. We should really bring her. You know, not like she's irritated, but, you know, more like, why, you know, don't you want to bring her with us? Almost like a sad sort of, you know, do we have to leave her behind again? Yeah. Um. So it, it really was a very, like, I'm your partner sort of thing between Abby and Ichabod. And then a, at least this is what I'm seeing in that scene. And I hope that it's not just my bias. And again... It's not because I like Katrina and Ichabod together more than I like Abby and Ichabod together. I just got that feeling from it was that it was a very husband and wife thing and a very partnerish thing. Right, right. And I, I totally got that from the scene, too. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying that I know hopefully one day down the line they're, they're going to switch it. The, the Katrina obstacles out of the way. Right. And see, I don't have any problem with that. Like I said, I don't. As long as they switch it so that it is cut and dry. Completely. Um, But I thought in this week's episode, it was definitely Ichabod and Katrina as serious husband and wife scene between the two of them. And very loving. Um, He did not want to leave her there. I also liked Katrina's other reason for staying. Because she said that, you know, Jeremy's still my son. And what kind of mother would I be mm. if I didn't try and stick around and yeah. make him have a change of heart? That ain't happening, though. No, it's not. Sorry, Katrina. I I hate to do this to you, but he is not turning back. He called Moloch daddy. Yes, he did, didn't he? He sure did. Um, Yeah, he apologized for not coming coming through for him called him daddy sorry for sorry for disappointing you and uh Malik said I'll do it myself and uh you know he's already felt like a failure you know that he's been abandoned and I I'm thinking that's what set up the whole thing where he goes to Irving and takes his blood because he is seeking approval from Moloch. So, you know, Moloch has said, don't worry about it. I'll do it in a very testy way for a demon. I mean, you know, it's oh yeah, it's amped up a thousand times. <laughs> but, you know, he says to himself, Henry, you know, horseman of war, Jeremy Henry. Um, we should really make up a, a smashed word for that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, Jer, Jen, Genry, 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 Um, 
Jenry Warman. Jenry Warman. Jenry Warman. Jenry Warman. Okay, so Jenry Warman um, feels like he's letting Moloch down. He doesn't want Moloch to abandon him like everyone else in his life. He decides he's going to take matters into his own hands. So he comes up with this plan to pretend to be Irving's lawyer, and he gets his blood. And we don't know what the blood is for yet, but of course, Jenry Warman knows what it's for. I'm just going to let that trip off my tongue for a while. Um <laughs> He knows what it's for, and he's going to take it to Moloch, and that's going to be his big play to, uh, you know, make himself get... useful. Now, do you think at some point Moloch and Henry will have a falling out? Because I have a feeling all of Henry, because Henry's always seeked approval his entire life, and he's never gotten it. Mm-hmm. And here, here he is again. He's that little boy yep. that didn't get the approval from mom and dad that became evil. So do you think he's going to have this falling out with Malik and won't get Malik's approval and then decide to go out on his own? Well, that's essentially what's happened now. But I think he's going to get back in with him with this blood thing. Okay. But we know, we know as TV watchers that good always triumphs over evil, right? Yeah. So even if there's setbacks like Henry getting Irving's blood, the good people, which are Ichabod, Irving, so far Irving, even if he does turn at some point, um, Ichabod, Abby, Jenny, all of them, they're going to find some way to overcome that obstacle. So okay. he's going to disappoint Moloch. And he will most likely be abandoned again by him. So... There is going to come a time when that happens. So I'm guessing that's going to backfire on everyone. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> you know, he's not going to go back to mom and dad. No, he's and not. He's not going to go to Moloch. <laughs> he's going to find someone else that has the power maybe to go against Moloch. Or he's going to find some way to make himself as powerful as Moloch. Right. Well, I mean, and if that means to go to one of the other seven demons, then, you know, that's what he'll do if he can ally himself with another demon. You got like the the 10,000 mile stare for this series because you're like staring way off in the distance (laughs) plot-wise. Well, sure. (laughs) Of course. I mean, I I wasn't even thinking that way. I can definitely see him, you know, he's going to disappoint Moloch. And they're really setting this up now since since John Noble has become an integral part of the show. I mean, people love John Noble. And he's really done a great job with his character. And I can see him sticking with it. Oh, yeah. So if he's going to be the thread that runs through the show alongside Ichabod and Abby, then I can see him also becoming the impetus to run through the demons at least for a while so he could be like the thing that skips from demon to demon he keeps disappointing and he keeps having to move up in power so at least you know for another demon so he's <laughs> another gonna rung like, on the ladder <laughs> he's going to become like the scott pilgrim of like demon lovers or something sure. I don't know. <laughs> that's a good analogy sure <laughs> He's going to keep powering up as he keeps right, disappointing right. one and moving to another. The Dr. Horrible <laughs> of Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Bad horse, bad horse. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't even jumped in with what this episode was all about, the main story. Well, I honestly think the main story wasn't the main story. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Um, You know, the the kindred... You know, reanimating that corpse was a vehicle for the story. Yeah. But the yeah. story was really setting up for moving the, I guess, moving there, the characters along. Well, there's no chess ma- They haven't used the chess master yet. Right. So they needed some way to move the pieces around the board. Right. Right. Yeah, and that was a way to get... 
to the library and to use the stuff in the library and to also move the people around a little bit. Um, yes. So now there's some other people in peril, which is making me more frustrated. <laughs> but we're also learning things. Um, we got a little tidbit about Abby and Jenny's mom. Yes, we did, from the new sheriff in town. Mm-hmm, that she was with the sheriff's office before she was with Border Patrol, which, is that going to be something that we learn about, Border Patrol? Because why would they bring up Border Patrol otherwise? So I keep mean, how that in your head. How far is Canada from... from uh, well, is it Canada? Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow? It's not too far. It's not too far, mm, right? Maybe three, four hundred miles, something like that. So there might be there might be some need to go into. Uh, but is Canada. it Canada that she was Ooh. with? Oh, you're you're saying border patrol as in supernatural border? No, I'm saying <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> Mexico, okay. <laughs> because well, I don't know. I'm guessing maybe it's uh, Canada. Canada's closer, but um, supernatural border. No, I I highly <laughs> doubt that she cares a whit about the supernatural. Um, well, Irving didn't either at first. No. Uh, although, so. I don't get the sense that she's going to get pulled into this. She just doesn't seem the type. I have a feeling she's going to put Abby in a straitjacket before she gets mm-hmm. pulled into it. Me too. Yeah. Um, so she was she was with the sheriff's department, then she went with Border Patrol, and now she's back with the sheriff's department. But apparently she had run-ins with Abby and Jenny's mom, who was... Pardon my French, batshit crazy. I was going to say a little touched, but okay. Well, the way Abby put it, she wasn't a little touched. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think she she went out on a limb there and said she was a lot crazy. Yeah, she did. So, yeah. I just... Now we've gotten another layer of the onion. Her mother was crazy. And the sheriff said that she was sorry about her mother and the situation they were in. Right. And she even apologized to her at one point for using the word sane when she was talking to her earlier in the episode. And she said she didn't mean to imply her at all. Right. Yeah. So So there's some touchiness there. Yeah. And so does that mean that their mother had something to do with all this as well? Like, was she embroiled in all this? Well, maybe we're going to find out how Abby's family was closely connected to uh, Jeremy and uh, Katrina's family and, and Ichabod somehow. And the horsemen. Maybe, maybe, and... And the horsemen. Yeah, we're, we might find out more about that this season. Because yep, they definitely are connected. We know. Yes. Through the ages. And then we heard that phrase, good people, bad luck. So I'm yes. keeping that in my head as well. Um, yeah. I thought that sheriff? was interesting. The new sheriff does not like Ichabod. Sheriff Reyes? No, she has no love for Ichabod whatsoever. Mm-hmm. She is not giving him an inch of head. She's not gonna she's not gonna pay him anymore. Nope. Not giving him any cases. Nope. No Nothing. money. So what's he? How's he going to pay for that smartphone if he's not getting a salary from the? <laughs> how's he going to pay for all his new clothes? Oh, right. No new <laughs> he hasn't gotten any new clothes yet. <laughs> so. Well, there's a good thing. I guess he doesn't need that overhead. Uh, no. Yeah, food, water. He's um, got Abby for that. And again, where's the money coming from there? <laughs> hey. Does Abby do police work? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't even e- ever. I didn't even see that. <laughs> Does Abby ever do police work? Okay, for those of you listening at home, we have a nitpick se- <laughs> section <laughs> yes. of our document. And I jumped ahead to it. <laughs> and uh yeah, I did. I jumped ahead. Does Abby ever do police work? Is Apparently something we're supposed to talk about later. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah, uh, where did they, where are they getting their money? 
But again, nope. breaking the fourth wall, I guess I shouldn't be talking about that. No. Um, so the, we have to suspend it or disbelief. Right. The whole kindred thing was gross, although I did like the fight on horseback. Yeah. and I, I want to say, why, if, if the horsemen can only come out at night, why, why did they, did they go do there the, in the middle of the night? Yeah, why, did, why didn't they just make the kindred like in the middle of the day? Right. I know. <laughs> Duh. They, they went there at night. The first time they went to the estate, they went at night. Right. And then they went and reanimated the thing at night. And they went to fight him at night. <laughs> I mean, I get, you know, they want to fight, confront him at night. That's good because that's the only time he can be confronted. But, you know, you'd think if they want to go save Katrina, go during the day. Right. And just walk horsemen... out with her. Yeah, the horseman can't do anything to you during the day. Right. <laughs> you know where she's being held. Walk in at noon. Take her out. Right, out. right. Because wasn't that established last season that the horseman can't yes. be out in the light ever? Yeah, not, yeah after sunrise, he right. cannot and, be out. Yeah. And that means also in buildings. Oh, because, really? Well, even yeah, underground, true. he had to be held by the light. That's true. That's true. And and then, you know, the fight between, you know, the kindred and... Whoa. <laughs> What's going on there? That was the fight. That was the fight? Yeah. Uh, the I thought that on, was a pretty interesting fight. The I fight mean, on we, horseback. We got to see the uh, horsemen of war show up for the fight. Mm-hmm. And... Remote-controlled horsemen. The remote-controlled horsemen. The remote-controlled clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I liked the fight. I thought it was pretty good. I kind of like how, like, even though he couldn't wink at one point, the uh, kindred looked at Abby and kind of winked at her. Yeah. It was like, go ahead. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> and allowed her to escape. Yeah. Yeah, it was like an unspoken communication thing. Yeah. I do like that they did bring up the fact that, hey, it's the Headless Horseman's head, so is he going to be on our side? Because that was something I was worried about. Right. And I was worried, you know, like, as just as they were, like, are they going to create a monster that they can't control? Right. And you I'm know? still a little worried about that, but who knows? I mean, they created him, so I'm thinking that it belongs to them since they created him like the right. golem you know you create a golem then it's loyal to you so maybe it will be he will be loyal to them i'm of the impression though that the kindred can't come out during the day either because it has the horseman's head on it right and uh at one point ichabod said you know you know it's it's past morning and there's no sign of, of the kindred what are we going to do? That head is out there and he could be returned to the headless horseman. So I think the kindred has to go somewhere during the day too. Okay. But apparently Abraham can be wherever he wants during the day. Yes. But the head can, can't can be. No. Plot hole. Yes, that's a big plot hole, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't Suspending know. Suspending disbelief. Um <laughs> Yeah, and then I liked the scene between Ichabod and Abby about purgatory. That was enlightening. I I liked that they tied it together with the bats because I wasn't sure what that was all about. Well, I noticed it last week, the whole bat thing. Um, and I wondered if it had any meaning. And then they tied it into a scene from this week. Now... Whether it has meaning down the line, that's something else. But I'm glad they tied it to another scene. Because just, you know, bats coming out of nowhere, it was weird. But now they've tied those two things together. I so. just thought it was a commercial for Gotham in the middle of <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. So. <laughs> well, it could be that too. It could be. But there's no bats in, in Gotham. No, there isn't. But there will be one day. There Do you think? Be. If the show lasts long enough. There's no Batman. and Yeah, they said no flights, no tights in, in Smallville either, but there was. So, yeah. I guess it'll have to go 10 seasons. Yeah, Bruce is going to have to grow up. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I thought that was a good scene, though, where she's reminded of purgatory and how, you know, she was relieved and that, you know, the whole thought process behind not taking the water and all that, even though we saw it last week, now we're reliving it through her this week. Through her PTSD. Yeah, she's that's going to, I think, come back a couple times. Yeah, I think so, too. I think there's going to be pivotal moments where she's supposed to do something and she just can't because she's mm -hmm. paralyzed. Because it reminds her of yes. being in purgatory. And that's going to be, yeah, she's been his rock. And I think he's going to have to come to her rescue right. a couple times. And I, I love how that, that conversation talked about weaknesses and what are our weaknesses. And he asked, do you think Katrina is my weakness? And, and really what I think he was trying to say is what we're doing here is bigger than anything else that could concern us and do you think i'm letting katrina distract me from what the real mission is yep you i think know. that's exactly what he was saying and he was saying you know almost what he was saying was you need to kick me in the ass if i let katrina get in the way of the bigger picture right i mean don't you think that's kind of what he was saying tell I me right now that's exactly what he was saying. Okay. He was saying, "Kick me in the, if I let Katrina take my attention away from stopping Moloch and stopping Henry and all this, then you need to let me know, you know, and then maybe in the process we can hook up a little bit." <laughs> That's what you think. It's <laughs> exactly what I think. He's not saying that right now. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. Give it a season or two. Let her die first. And I feel horrible saying that. But the only reason I don't feel 100% bad is that she's fictional. Well, I'm, I'm going to say don't let her die first. Let her fall in love with Abraham first. Oh, that's, that's meaner than dying. Because <laughs> he is gross. Well, she's going to have to become like him in every way anyway. So Ooh. it'll be a... A headless okay, Katrina. You just want her to be bad. I I do. <laughs> I want her to be bad. Oh, isn't it isn't it true that the really super pretty girl is always bad? Yeah. Then that that means Abby. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, she's pretty too. But I mean, yeah. you know, Katrina is like that sort of ethereal. You know, just you know, super see-through skin and, oh, yeah. you know, she's, witchy. She's sort of like a Disney witch in a way. Yes. You know. A, a Disney princess witch. Yes. Yeah. I think you just created a new genre of Disney character. No, I didn't. <laughs> it's Elsa from Frozen. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, she's, a, she's the uh, North witch, essentially. But uh, she's also okay. kind of a princess as well, so... Uh. So, yeah, she's Elsa, but not frozen, as it were. And also okay. in purgatory and not in a fairy tale. <laughs> so, let's see. We, we, we talked about the kindred. Mm -hmm. We talked about Sheriff Irving Washington. Mm -hmm. And Sheriff talk, Reyes. And Sheriff Reyes. Mm -hmm. We talked about Abby being a mole. Yep. No, Katrina being a mole. Katrina being a mole. Mm -hmm. I've mixed the two up. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Did we talk about Jenny getting arrested? We haven't talked about Jenny getting arrested. Okay. Now, how did you feel about the Jenny getting arrested thing? I'm not happy about it. But Me neither. She has taken one for the team. Um, they can't really get her out without letting the sheriff in on anything. Oh, and that oh. sheriff would have them all in a psychiatric Oh, yeah. Visit. Yeah, they... Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. I didn't really like the whole Jenny get. How many times is Jenny going to get arrested? Well, it's OK. Again, with the mirrors. This is what she does over and over and over again. Yes. She gets arrested to protect her sister. Mm -hmm. And it's just another time. And if Abby doesn't come through for her quickly. This is going to be a straw that that breaks a camel's back. I mean, it's right. 
this is there's going to be hell to pay. Now, my question is, why does she send her sister to the archives to pick up guns when she knows there's a new sheriff in town that seems to be dealing with nothing but brass tacks? Well, the archives weren't really paid attention to before. They had to break through the wall to get to them. I remember that. And they I guess they weren't expecting her to go there. But still, you'd think they'd be more careful. Yeah. I mean, you think Abby would be the one to go get the guns. Right. Um, I'm guessing they just, you know, they figured that... I don't know. Maybe they just weren't thinking. I don't know. That's that's my other nitpick of the episode. Yeah, yeah. it's a big so. nitpick. Yeah, it is. I have to agree with you there. So why did they not go to the estate, to Abraham's estate in the daytime? That's a big nitpick. Yes. Why did they let Jenny go to the archives to get unlicensed weapons? And does Abby ever do any police work? And does Abby do, how, where do they get their money? <laughs> right. Right. And why is Ichabod still wearing the same clothes? That will be my nitpick <laughs> every week. By now, he should wear some nice, comfortable, modern clothes. There was an album in, that Coldplay put out a couple years ago where they dressed up in costumes like they were from the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, he's British, and the French Revolution was, you know, 23, 25 years after our revolution. Right. But... I'm sure he could go to that costumer somewhere and get brand new clothes that looks like that. Sure. You know. Well, he did last season. He got a nice set from the reenactors. He did. He did get a nice set from the reenactors. I remember that. Right. He but thought he was dreaming. Again, he's worn those after he was buried again. Yes. So it's not like those are fresh as a daisy. But... He he doesn't like skinny jeans. I get that. But there's a thousand other things he could wear. <laughs> you know, he wears pants. Like yes, he does. Pants, regular pants. There's other pants he could wear. He could he get a nice pair of, like, motorcycle boots. I'm sure he would really like sure. those. Regular, you know? like, baggy jeans? Or, like, regular cut jeans? Boot cut jeans? Yeah, a pair of boot-cut jeans, a pair of uh, maybe cowboy... No, not cowboy... Motorcycle boots. Motorcycle boots. Motorci- yeah, leather boots. Yeah, and... Yeah, uh, and a dress shirt. Yes. Yes, and a blazer. Sports coat. Yes. Exactly. Why not? Make he him could, look like a history professor. He could wear his hair the same way. doesn't matter. He'd be fine. I just... I don't get it. I I hope by the end of this seven-year run, knock on wood, that it has its seven-year run, that we see Ichabod. He's, like, in a really super sleek, modern, like, uh, house that's, you know, furnished with what looks like Ikea furnishings. And he's, you know, working on a good laptop computer. And he's got, like, a tablet. And a, you know, I want to see that. I want to see that Ichabod. I want to see Ichabod who has uh, adapted to his surroundings. Well... I was going to save this for the feedback part, but while we're here, um, I saw a tweet today from Matt Fowler, who is a a reviewer, and uh, one of his things today that he said was, I honestly wouldn't mind if Sleepy Hollow took a two-episode break from the mythology and just had Ichabod go to the DMV, Whole Foods, etc., <laughs> and it made me laugh out loud because <laughs> that I, would be I would love a great it. episode yeah i would love that yeah we need to get you some bookshelves and them just going to ikea you know what would be great going to ikea and then having them come back and watching him put it together <laughs> that image just made me yep laugh out loud yes um with that i want to see tool <laughs> i want to see him buy organic food oh no in my day, all food was organic. Yes. What is this organic? Why does it cost more? 
I do not understand. You mean your food is grown and raised in factories? Can you imagine them explaining to him what, you know, engineered food is? Oh, my God. And him just blowing a <laughs> gasket in the middle of the store? Yeah. Well, we blend two kinds of tomatoes to make a third distinctive tomato, you know. Oh, my God. What is this Frankensteinian tomato that you speak of? <laughs> Can you imagine? Anyway, we're getting off topic, but I just... Yes, I, we are. I loved that idea of him, you know, doing normal things when you were saying, you know, I'd like to see him in a house with, you know, a car and... Yeah. You know, last week we saw him driving that, well, kind of driving <laughs> the ambulance. Um, and I just loved that Matt Fowler kind of ha is on the same line of thinking. It, it, they really need to explore that a little bit. Yeah, they do. They need to have him doing like everyday things. Something. Like would... he gets spam mail or something and it's like... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Why what, would I what? need to enlarge my penis? <laughs> <laughs> I just clicked this link and I don't know what I'm seeing, but it's not what I wanted to see in the computer. <laughs> Miss Mills, Lieutenant, please. Oh my goodness. I'm going to die. <laughs> my stomach hurts so bad. Yeah. Um, spam. Wow. <laughs> There's a thought. But, you know, I'd take Ikea any day. Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay, so we're done with the thinking about Ichabod and everyday situations. Um, yes. Sheriff, the kindred. The do you want to do our foreshadowing? Sure. Well, the anachronisms. I don't have really any foreshadowing. No, me neither. So we can jump right in with the anachronisms. Okay, so mine... Mine would be this one. Not exactly up to Martha Stewart's standards. Martha who? She's uh, big in the wedding industry. Wedding industry? So the blessed rights between a man and a woman... It's become a billion-dollar business and some... Great guilty pleasure TV. TV. Aren't you just telling me marriage was a blessed right? For some more than others. <laughs> I love that. And you know, yes. I can't wait until he asks her who Martha Stewart is. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Um, she plans parties and then she went to jail. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> so, um, do you want to hear yours? Yeah. I know you oh. know what yours is, but... Yes. Okay. Here's yours. Credit without collateral. So you can get that special someone in your life, everything her heart desires. Perhaps an engagement ring? Are you part of the wedding industry? No, sir. I'm just here to offer you our lowest rates of the year. You can get a $5,000 credit line, no fees. It is this kind of gross invitation to indulgence that mocks the power of the invisible hand to foster the true wealth of nations. A boon to your industry, I'll grant. Yet cementing your... It pains me now to say it. Our lot as an insolvent flock of debtors. Come on. So cute. I love how he's so apoplectic. Yeah. He throws the pen down at the end. Yeah. I just... And <laughs> I also love how he's like, and it pains me to say, our lot. Because he doesn't want to think of himself as associated with any of the people in this time yep. at all. Yeah. <laughs> it pains him to include himself. Yeah. He's and so cute. Honestly, he probably was a wealthy man in his day, too. So yes. he's like, oh, now I'm one of these people. Yes. Oh, yes, he was. He came from a very wealthy family. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't be able to go to Cambridge if you weren't. No. So, yeah. Or Oxford? Oxford. Oxford. Yeah. Or Cambridge, as it were. Either one. <laughs> Either one. Um, yeah. The, I just, I love those clips. And you and I were talking about the Weasley guy, and that's Mr. Weasley guy. Oh, I, yeah. He's very Weasley. I have to say I'm not a big fan of those guys that offer credit in banks. No, me neither. Either. And I, I do I do like how he asks him, are you part of the wedding industry? <laughs> <laughs> He's already angry about it. And then Yes. 
Now, the thing I liked is he mentions the invisible hand there, and the invisible hand was written about by, this is your history lesson of the week, um, by a guy named Adam Smith who wrote a book in 1776 called An Inquiry into the Nature and Cause of Wealth of Nations. Mm. He basically theorized that uh, wealth was acquired through... Uh, an invisible hand moving the market along. So, like, if you didn't have government involved in the market, if you didn't have government being involved in people doing business, then an invisible hand would move things along and help people create wealth. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I might have it's to a, pick that up. It's a theory that's still kind of ascribed to today by a lot of um, uh, economists that believe we should have Less government Less regulars. Government. Yeah. We will never find out. Yes, we will never find out. <laughs> because the government will not take its much less than invisible hand out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they want part of it. Yes, a whole lot of part of it. Yeah. Half of it, mostly. At least our wealth. Um, and we also have an anachronism. From Justina, and I'm going to play her anachronism, and then I'm going to play her clip where she also gives it to us. And then she also sent us a clip from last week that kind of got lost in the shuffle, um, and it's not really relative to any week in particular, so I'm going to play that too, but I'll introduce that when it comes. So here's her anachronism right here. These people entrust you with their fortune, and you cannot entrust them with a simple inkwell. <laughs> I loved that. He he is just coming at that guy in the bank big time. Yes, he, he is. He did not like it. And then here's her message where she tells us about it. Hi, this is Justina calling in for Witness Prophecies. My cranism of the week? These people entrust you with their fortunes, and you cannot trust them with a simple inkwell? The entire scene in Sleepy Hollow Savings and Loan just cracked me up. I think the whole thing could be a cranism. Well, now it appears that there is a mole on both sides. Katrina is going to be a mole on the side of good. And now I'm worried that Henry is going to be a mole for the bad side. And I'm concerned for Irving's health because he has signed... A contract with a drop of blood with someone who works for a demon. I am very concerned on what happens next. Can't wait for the next episode. Yeah, I'm concerned too. I'm worried. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So uh, she also sent us this clip from last week, which again, it got lost in the shuffle somewhere. So let's play that and see what she says. I think it's also about Henry. Hi, this is Justina calling in for Witness Prophecies. Jeremy is the product of true love, because Ichabod and Katrina have moved heaven and earth to be together and to help each other. However, Jeremy's sense of complete abandonment made his soul begin to darken. Becoming the sin eater and taking on other people's sins made his soul darker yet, which made him more susceptible to Malik and all of his games. I was wondering if there was some sort of light magic that may remove some of the darkness from Jeremy's soul and reveal the humanity still inside. Or will his parents being on the same plane as him and feeling their love for him reveal the humanity that is still inside of him somewhere, making it possible for the horsemen of war to be on the side of good when war comes to Sleepy Hollow. Hmm. See, that's a nice way to think about things, but I tend to think he is past the point of no return there. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, I think once you become a horseman, I think that's it. Yeah, once once you become Gen Genry Warman. <laughs> Genry no, Warman. Once you become Jenry Warman, there's no going back to right. becoming Jeremy. Yeah. He I just I think there's too many years there 
that there's, uh, there's like 200 some odd years. Yeah, that he's hated them. I mean, he just has so much darkness in his heart that I don't think there's enough light to do anything to no. counteract that. So I think it's a great theory, Justina. I really do. I think maybe if we were going to do that for, um, oh, what's his name? John Cho's character. The other Andy. Andy. That maybe Andy could be saved. You know, if they were going to save anyone, it could be Andy. But, you know, because he's not that turned yet. Right. Um, Irving, maybe, if he's become susceptible. But I think Jeremy's long past it. I think he is, too. And we got a last-minute feedback from Jess in Atlanta. That is at Jess in Atlanta on Twitter. And she says, banking establishments are more dangerous than standing armies. That's her anachronism for the week. So thanks, Jess. So do we have anything else left to go here? I think we've done it all. All right. So let's give our feedback info. Okay. The deadline each week for feedback is Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can do that by calling this phone number, 304 837 2278. If you're not inclined to leaving a voicemail for us, you can go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback where you can leave text or where you can also leave an audio file. You can also contact us through Twitter, which is at witnessprofgsm. I'm also at secondcoursepc. That's the number two ND course PC or at one with beard. And I am at Aleveria, A-L-E-V-E-R-I-A. And you can also become a fan of Golden Spiral Media on Facebook, where we also have a Witness Prophecies Facebook page where you can interact with us and send us your thoughts and predictions and anachronisms as well. Yep. Please do. We want to hear from you guys. And what do you want from us? <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you want? I'm sorry. We're here, we're here from you. We're, <laughs> right. we're here from you, for you. For you. <laughs> um, so that's it until the spoilers... However, I don't have any big spoilers, so I'm not going to put a big disclaimer here. So I'm not going to really say goodbye. I'm just going to tell you um, who are playing, who's playing the guest stars next week. And that Icky and Abby are visiting Irving. Um, Scott Polythress guest stars as Benedict Arnold. And then Sakina Jaffrey is back again as Sheriff Lena Vasquez. Those are the spoilers I have. Woohoo! No big spoilers. <laughs> no, there's some pictures, but again, this is a podcast, so I can't show you those. Uh, so that is it. Fox is really stingy with her spoilers. So that's all I got. You got anything else, Jamie? Nope, that's it. Uh, that's all I have for this week. All right, so we're done, and I guess we'll see you next week. Yes, we will. <laughs>